Welcome to Watershed's October podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the cinema curator here at Watershed. And this month and for the next couple of months, we've got a season running called Black Stars, which is a celebration of black stars on screen presented in partnership with the British Film Institute's national programme. And this month, I'm joined by three members of Come the Revolution, uh, which is a curation group based in Bristol, working across Bristol, Birmingham and Manchester, which presents and explores black culture um, with a focus on film. Um, That's uh, Edson Burton, Adam Murray and Roger Griffiths. Come the Revolution have been involved in co-programming um, the season here in Bristol, which is happening not just at Watershed. But I just really wanted to start by asking you, what what is what does Black Star mean to you, Edson? If you want to start, I think for me, Black Star refers to those black actors and actresses who have broken the confines of race to become the sort of mainstream. They've become when I say the mainstream. But for particular performances, perhaps not for their whole career, they've occupied a space of transcendence. So your Denzel Washingtons, your Will Smiths, uh, Angela Bassett at times, I think, will, um, what's love got to do with it, which we're going to be including. And one of the interesting things is that often because uh, white actors occupy a media space as well as a performance space, the black star, in terms of acting talent and craft, and even in terms of bankability, can sort of get forgotten in the default of considering what makes a star actor. And then suddenly, on prompting, we realise, of course, that we've got Idris Elba, Sidney Poitier, um, Halle Berry, and all these uh, this generations of black actors and actresses who have taken their craft, taken the canon and, and stretched it, um, and taken performances to an, another level. Um, and changed, I think, expectations of what is possible, both in on cinema, but also for black life. I mean, perhaps it's, it's an interesting thing, but when we think of Morgan Freeman playing God, then, you know, it's often what they say in science fiction, that sometimes it's imagining uh, the future, which what makes what is real uh, possible and becomes considered. And I think, ironically, it's in changing the way that we think about what's possible by um, occupying different roles and places, that we also begin to change the, the zeitgeist of people in real time. I think human beings are motivated by stories. Um, we have a collection of facts, we have a phenomena, but actually what we connect to is the story that occupies them. And so the black star changes the black story. And I think that's what's uh, critically important about this season. What, is, what does Black Star mean to you, Adam? Um, I, I would second exactly what Edson has said. Uh, two of the main themes there for me is kind of absence and presence on the screen. So in regards to Black Star as a season and what is a Black Star, it really is about presence on the screen and celebrating that presence on the screen. Particularly when we look at the presence of people of colour and people of African diasporic descent on the big screen in the history of cinema, in the context of the history of cinema. So, yeah, it really is about shining a light on, onto performances, performers, um, and moments where we're able to kind of celebrate that and reflect upon that. And just the joy of seeing 
representational images in the cinema space and in cinema spaces you know across the country regionally and across the country mm. and the other thing for me is, as well is about challenging representations of blackness so within that and we'll probably get onto that a bit later when we talk about who those black stars might be <laughs> um, it's also about challenging what popular representations of blackness are you know off the screen and our presence and absence in the public space and in, in the public realm. So it's great to be able to have these opportunities to do that and share that with audiences. And, and Roger, for you, what does Black Star mean for you? It's a continuation of um, the work that we've, we've done here in, in Bristol and a chance really to uh, both engage audiences, um, to have a, a series of discussion points, to um, bring through some new talent and stars that's very uh, high mm. up on, on, our, on our list as well as through our broadcast through through Ajima and as well as um, you know, getting these talking points uh, who's your favourite star what's your favourite scene the absence of black filmmakers um, you know what are the absence of black stories all of these talking points and more that will come up something we don't even know about yet it, you know I'm to reflect on my own uh, you know, educational life and the story of cinema in, in that, from In the Heat of the Night through to uh, the film of Malcolm X, right through to things like Mississippi Burning, through through my travels in the Deep South, all of which I've, I've learned and gleaned aspects of, um, you know, and then gone on to say, uh, to visit like four little girls from Spike Lee. I've been to that church on the basis of what I saw in a celluloid film. Mm. So that that is the, 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 what we're going to be bringing. Um, those talking points, new ideas, new topics, and also um, engaging uh, certainly new ideas. I want to see some uh, different people coming forward, and you know, holding the mantle with us uh, alongside. We're just uh, you know helping to repair a platform along with uh, all the other partners. And, and what can audiences expect over the coming months? What what are, what is it that Black Star's looking at here in Bristol? We've organised the programme of Black Star. Uh, into various strands that we think uh, pick up on some of the, the key issues. Uh, so Stars Become Stars uh, looks at the relationship between uh, people who've used their music status, their iconic music status, as a platform to move onto the stage, but also how the fascination with our music icons has translated into film. So that, uh, for example, I referenced uh, What's Love Got To Do With It, of course, brilliantly played by Angela Bassett, the story of Tina Turner and the story of uh, Jimi Hendrix, a particular period in his life, as played by Andre 3000, which is a quite an interesting one because it, it both is a star uh, moving from being a, an actor into becoming a TV, uh, sorry, a cinema uh, icon, but also he's playing his, one of his favourite characters. And within that, that's quite interesting because it, it's really picking up on this idea of stars that break boundaries. And bearing that in mind, uh, we'll also be uh, doing a tribute event to the artist formerly known as Prince. Mm. And that will be a centrepiece of what we're looking at. And that's a partnership with um, Colston Hall, uh, which is happening, which is going to be a, um, which, is, which is an appropriate venue to be celebrating the, the work of Prince. Indeed, uh, yeah, as, a, as a huge musical icon, and also affording us the space uh, to create a, a kind of an immersive environment in which there'll be other interventions as well, as well as you know this, this wonderful partnership between the Watershed, Come the Revolution, Ujima, 
um, and Colston Hall so that we sing together as a city, both in tribute, but also as a model of working together. Um, and this one of the key things about Black Star is how it's brought different organizations and agencies together. Um, the Trinity Center will be featuring the comedy double bill, um, which is the last event in our season. Mm. Um, and that's celebrating both the agency of black comedians and how the unsayable gets said, but also looks at that critical period where I think black uh, comedy and black culture moves into a, a, a sort of a accepted mainstream. We're not looking at the boundary breaking days of MTV. Uh, we're now looking at the 90s in which more and more of these stars um, begin to emerge and then find themselves in mainstream film, not just films directed by black actors. And with that in mind also, of course, Adam, I don't know if you want to reflect on the Hip Hop Weekender. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Hip Hop Weekender, Boys in the Hood, straight out of Compton. Again, as Edson said, that that kind of moment within the 90s where we're able to see new black stars who'd, who had kind of found a voice and really had pushed boundaries within the genre of hip hop move towards the screen, which you know, if we think about it, the context of the time, it, it, it was quite controversial. I mean, you know, so I think Samuel Jackson at the time ha had issue with it at the very beginning. But it's interesting to see how over a period of time, how over a period of time, rappers have been able to really make a smooth transition to the big screen, and really contribute and have a big impact on, on the craft as an act as actors, um, and also as directors. Interestingly enough, so that's starting to happen. And, and Adam, you've put together. Um some music-related activity with the late-night screenings. What, what are those going to be? So for Hendrix, we've got a great collaboration between someone who I would consider to be someone who's on their journey towards becoming a, a UK black star, if they aren't already there. Uh, and that's a, a, young, a young man called Scott Zylo, who's kind of pushing the boundaries of psychedelic hip-hop, acid hip-hop. So I think that really sits into that journey of, of Hendrix to hip-hop. And, and the juxtaposition that Edson had mentioned earlier with Hendrix and Andre 3000, uh, Andre Benjamin of the incredible outcast uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. So great to be able to frame that journey in the context of, of an up-and-coming UK black star. So really excited to be able to kind of have him on board. But there's, there's also another, like, uh, secret treat that we have <laughs> in store at the beginning of that performance. So we're, we're very excited let's, to have let's people keep come it, Let's keep that one secret. Yeah, it is. It's super <laughs> secret. I don't really want to go into yeah, it. Yeah. But we open with, uh, um, sorry, with the, the showing of Dreamgirls, mm. which is the thinly veiled, I guess, biopic of the of Motown. Mm. And uh, we're having a night called Soul Sister Number no. 1. And we've got some of Bristol's finest female vocalists um, will be performing on the night. But also a DJ set or sets even by female uh, DJs. So Soul Sister number one will be the night that follows after the screening of the Dreamgirls, and that opens our season. And uh, also we've got something for all families, for all families, for families, yeah. so, the whiz. Yeah. Um, and that will be followed by disco. That's the screening of the classic Michael Jackson, Dinah Ross uh, remake of The Wizard of Oz. Um, but one of the strands I wanted to pick up uh, is Stars Under the Radar. And um, what we felt when we were talking about what films should we program, there's so many stars and so many of our favorite icons, but we also felt really strongly that there were people whose work over decades hasn't, 
quiet being recognised. Sometimes they've given brilliant performances, but in a sense they, um, they've almost been invisible, partly because I think they're so good at their craft. Mm. And so we thought, actually, that this was time to just revisit that for all our audiences to just celebrate the, the continuity of work of people like uh, Forrest Whitaker. Ghost Dog. Absolutely brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, and thank agree. you, Lubita well, Clayton, for her sentence, which I think really encapsulates, sums that film up. Yeah. And of course, there's a couple of Forrest Whitakers. One, there's one Ghost Dog, the Jim Jarmusch film, but then um, Bird, where he plays, um, you know, the, the great um, Charlie Parker, mm. um, directed by Clint Eastwood, which is one of the great films about jazz, which really captures, for me, he captures, you know, what it feels like, what it might have felt like to have been around Charlie Parker. And there's some activity, there's, there's some live music going on with um, Bird as well, isn't there, Adam? Yes, yeah, so revolving around the, uh, the the late night screening of Bird, we have the fantastic Camilla George, who's gonna play an intimate saxophone set mm. in the cafe bar, so please definitely come along. Mm. She's She's been involved with Jazz Jamaica as well as a number of different mm. incredible kind of ensembles uh, over the last couple of years, but a, a really incredible upcoming fresh talent. Mm. Um, so I think that's really great to have a black woman do her thing mm. at the beginning, um, well, before we kind of get stuck into Bird. Yeah, yeah. I'm really watch, excited watch about Forrest that. Yeah. Doing his, yeah, doing and his thing. You, you mentioned um, Boys in the Hood, which is by John Singleton, which you know famously made when he was about 24, 25, mm. which was a really groundbreaking uh, film in terms of representing black life. Um, American LA um, sort of sound and scene or, uh, in cinema and that's been reissued as part of the Black Star season and there's also um, In the Heat of the Night which was a, another um, sort of seminal uh, film um, and you mentioned it earlier Roger what is, mm. what is um, In the Heat of the Night and Sidney Poitier's um, performance in that um, mean to you? It's one of the um Particularly, if it's, it's of his times, but still speaks to to today. So, uh, a man who is, refuses to be defined by the colour of his skin, but more about his status as a, uh, a high-ranking police officer. Um, but then he finds himself in the in the deep south, in uh, Mississippi, um, and comes across both casual and uh, right in your face racism. And uh, you know he has that, that classic scene of uh, you know my, uh, call me Mr. Tips rather than mm. boy as they they, they want to prefer to, to call him. Um, but it, you know he has the the forensics from the north. So there's all that juxtaposition. He's visiting people mm. in the south. So uh, there, there are so many layers uh, within that. Which as a you know as a young man myself, uh, um, you know that, that I just found fascinating mm. the fact that you know. Um, Claim uh, City Potting from the mm-hmm. kind of West Indies, uh, him thinking that he didn't speak in, in, in that uh, traditional uh, American way, but is very cultured in the class. Well, that was the thing, he's yeah. a very cultured, urbane, yeah. you know, sophisticating. Mm. I mean, in a way, he, he sort of, for me, when I, was, I watched it again recently, so there's echoes of Obama yeah. in there, Barack Obama. <laughs> I almost sort of feels as though he's an early uh, prototype of that, which is somebody who's hugely, it's about their skills. We should get into Sir with Love, where he has that professorial mm. um, uh, thing that, 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 that comes across. But uh, in, in that film uh, specifically, it was, it was the, the looks, which I've, you know, is uh, 
um, I've had when I was uh, working at the council, and like people when you they hear your accent when I'm out in, the, in America, like, well, you can't be speaking like that. You're, you're a black man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't be so yeah, cultured, yeah, 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 or yeah. you can't be. Um, you know, you're supposed to be doing this and having yeah. a. You, you know, yes, yeah. we can wear a baseball cap, but we could also have a suit and a tie and, and, yeah. and talk yeah. uh, as a mainly and, about and, uh, and cinema. Po- and Poitiers was one of the first that really um, defined that image on on screen, I guess. He certainly was. He followed on the heels of Harry Belafonte, but certainly yeah. he was the, the the person to to bring that through. Yeah, I think we, uh, as part of Festival of Ideas, we had the pleasure of Margot Jefferson coming. To, um, to Bristol, and she talked about her book, and read from her book, Negroland. And I think one of the things that that captures, and why it ties in with Sidney Poitier's career, is a particular time in American history around black respectability, um, mm. and that transition from uh, segregation, and all these ideas on what blackness meant, um, and then having to create and very much police the way in which blackness is represented and manifested in order to kind of justify and legitimize black place in the public sphere. And Sidney Poitier's career really sort of single-handedly carries the can and carries that standard. Um, and what we and so in a sense, in Black Star, if we think about it in that way, we're also looking at different kinds of periods of what expectations, what pressures were on mm-hmm. uh, black stars as carrying the, the, the carrying the race literally because yeah. that was the politics that was yeah. going on. Well, I was going to say about the um, ask about the context of why now Black Star, um, and I think you've sort of hinted at it there with, well, you know, Oscar so white is that you know while somebody like Poitiers kind of breaking through in the fifties and sixties, but we've still got this issue about um, uh, representation um, and presence on screen. I mean, Mark, I think it's something that's tracked, you know, 100 years of cinema, mm. you know, from Oscar Michoud, mm. Griffith forward. Mm. It's an ongoing process that's mm. kind of matched what's happening socio-politically and globally for people of African diasporic mm. descent and it, how, it, that image gonna, is, how that representational image is managed. Yeah. And it's not a reaction to uh, why the Oscar's so white, but it kind of does throw the question up is, We've got these black stars. You've enjoyed, we've all, whatever colour, creed, whatever, mm. we've, we've cried, wept, laughed, made love to all, all these stars. Mm. So what's the point? What's the problem? Um, what is the risk aversion? Because clearly, time and time again, we realise that the audiences vote positively. Um, and it's in a sense, it's kind of just throwing up, throwing down that gauntlet, and also kind of like, you know, there isn't a problem here. Mm. Um, that audiences are, I think, open, and they've celebrated black stars. Well, I think what, the, what, what certainly with working with you guys with Come the Revolution uh, on this and pulling the program together, you you just pull them together. You see um, the great range of um, acting skills on on screen. So it's it is good. It is great as part of you know running a cinema to put this on together because it has that. Um, the power uh, when you when you put things together, which is which is what programming um, and curation is about. It is, and I'm, I'm just hoping that it, um, you know we've talked to touch upon some of these. There was like plenty more. You were following through. You were talking about John Singleton, the Ice Cube. Ice Cube made his debut in that film. He's now involved. You know, mm. it, then he was a hot, a hot rapper. Now even people think of more of a, a movie star now. And then we've got people like I just watched um, Noel Clark's uh, Brotherhood, mm-hmm. powerful film. Right. Skeptics mm-hmm. just come and seen him mm-hmm. making his, his his debut in that. So you've got a natural progression from um, 
um, from out of music into mm -hmm. into the, the celluloid uh, as well. So that's another issue. That's another aspect. So there's there's all rather than just be wrapped up in in whether it's um, why hashtag why so white or um, black filmmakers or the you know if it's around slavery, it's around mm -hmm. identity. There are a myriad of, of issues that we're we're looking to explore. And we'll be picking up a few of those themes and taking them forward mm -hmm. into 2017. So there's a lot there's a lot to enjoy. Um, a lot to see, a lot to enjoy over the next um, few weeks, running from October uh, through to early December. Um, and the season's complemented by um, live music events. Um, there's events at Colston Hall, at uh, Trinity, um, and Ujima uh, are going to be um, doing a lot about the season um, on the radio programme there. And for more information, if you go to watershed.co.uk, um, you'll find um, the listings and more information about the season, Black Star. But I've got to end by asking you the the, the question, who is, Roger, who is your Black Star? Mentioned him earlier, it has to be Sidney Poitier for the reasons given, and uh, you know, even watching it in black and white and the defiant ones will say, let's take that film. Um, again, an issue of, 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 of race and they're chained together with a black and white man escaping from, from, from prison. Those uh, watching that in, in black and white through the 60s and 70s is still powerful today. But I've got to give credit to the Driss, uh, Idris Elba, mm -hmm. um, mostly for the wire, for the, again, defining our box set drama of, uh, you know, educational, um, powerful cinematic visions on the, on the television and then bringing that into to the future as well. So giving you one from the UK and one from the US. Yeah. Adam. This is painful, isn't it? <laughs> so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say Harry Belafonte because I think of my mum and the impact that Harry Belafonte mm. had on a particular generation. But I, I want to go with uh, Jeff Wright for, to, for me as a, as a mixed race black man who has really taken on board some of the most quirky and complex char character um, driven performances of the, of the last couple of decades, particularly my hero, Jean-Michel Basquet. So mm. to see that on screen was a real moment mm. for me. Nelson. I'd like to apologise to Chilter Ejiofor and Angela Bassett and my black star is Denzel Washington yeah. and it's because of the, the quality of his career and his performances over time um, I, I, you know he got an Oscar for Training Day I thought he deserved one for Hurricane though the film overall wasn't as strong I thought his performances were, were gripping um, even in his action films, which are, you know, throw away some of them. But I, I think he always stands out. So I, I think for great performances, but for a fantastic career, um, and of course I didn't even mention Malcolm X, but for great performances and for a fantastic career, it's got to be Denzel. Some, if not all of those, will be on over the next few weeks um, and do try and see as many of those films, great performances in those films as you can. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.